Welcome, everybody, to the All Heart Podcast. My name is Noni Lamar. And my name is Thea Monyang. And this is a podcast that is all about joy. And pleasure. And pleasure. 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 Lots of pleasure. Lots of pleasure. (laughs) Get it in. (laughs) Yes. Hey, everybody. We have a lot of new listeners. Like, we're looking at you. You're following us on IG, our personal IGs. We just wanted to say welcome. We're so happy you're here. Please subscribe to the podcast. I sound a little out of breath because Thea and I were doing some <laughs> praise dancing. <laughs> I know. It just, there's, there's nothing. That needs no caption. No caption necessary. It's just that we record this on Sunday and I just woke up this morning with that feeling in my heart where I just needed to, I need to. Pray. You needed some Fred Hammond. I wanted to praise him. You needed some Fred Hammond. I needed to praise. Yes. It's in your praise. It's. It's in your praise. Okay, that's the last one we're doing. We're done. We are focused and here for you all. Yes, we are. So we just wanted to ask you all to share this podcast with people you think will love it. We want to spread by word of mouth. So right now, if you want to pause and go ahead and text an episode that (laughs) you love of of this podcast to a friend of yours, we would love that. Yeah, that would be amazing. What a gift. And please leave a review or rate us on iTunes. I think that's enough of that. That's enough of that. They know, you know what to do. Help us spread this shit, y'all. That's what we're saying. Like, you know, be community. And, you know, give. You know, tell, y'all like this podcast. This, I like this podcast. Yeah, we like it. To be honest, I really like listening to this podcast. It's great. I mean, I was listening to the patients when I was like, I still haven't applied this since we recorded it. But I, <laughs> but I will. I intend to. I will listen back and be a better person listening to myself and you talk about all the things. I get reminded. And it's yes, good, sure. like, going back to the old episodes and everything. Yeah. We have quite a few episodes under our belt, too. It, we do. Our anniversary is coming up. It is in July, and today's the twenty third episode. Yeah, this is great. that's great. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. hard. It's hard in these streets for podcasts, y'all. It is. I and heard the average is like two hundred listens. Yeah, well, people usually quit after five episodes. Wow. Yeah, we did that. We gonna keep, we doing, gonna keep it. doing it. It y'all. feels really good, and it feels really good to have this kind of community with y'all. And people have been starting to send us lots of messages about yeah. what you're getting from the podcast. We're reading everything. We're responding. We love it. Please continue to send more. Allheartpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. None of your eyebrows are on fleek today. Oh, thank you. I know. Did you? You know I've been working on them. it? I yeah. know. It's been a thing. I you just know. wanted to pause and know that the shit is right. <laughs> thank you, Thea. You're welcome. I mean, they're not quite at your level yet, but you, you know. know, you know we this are, is, these are a work in progress, too. I mean, sometimes I go too heavy. Sometimes I go too light, you know. I think it's the just day. the right amount today of pencil right pressure today. Yes, my kids have schooled me, so <laughs> they should be better. I shouldn't look frightened today. <laughs> Sometimes I look surprised, but it's okay. So we're going to talk about, I mean, it's kind of impossible not to talk about what's happening for women in this country. Yes. I'm going to let you go ahead and kick it off because I think I'm still catching my breath. Because oh, I think okay. I'm still postpartum. Okay, okay. got it. Got two, it. Two I have my celery juice, yeah. so I'll go first. Go ahead. I didn't. So, so. Oh, wait a minute. Thea. I knew we got this. I knew we were going to do it. I thought, y'all, I shouldn't have said that. I thought we were going to slide through it. And I knew. Yo, I want I have everyone. to make a correction. Thea. People. Thea. Thea's on. It's, Thea, I love your Instagram. You're killing it. Thank so you, entertaining. Thank Fun. You. Thank I'm, you. I'm very excited. However, However. I feel like you've been giving. Hood you healer. Give, you give healer all the credit. Like, I ain't been a hippie your whole life with you. You, did. you have been. You have like, been. I ain't been drinking celery juice. Okay, you right. I, I mean, didn't know. I didn't know. 
I know you. I, I should have assumed if it was green, you I've were been drinking sea moss. You have. You know how long I've been drinking sea moss. Low key, when you told me how to prepare it Since yesterday, I I was like, this may be too much for me. I thought I'd just <laughs> throw the shit in the blender. I didn't know I had to grow it like a chia pet. But I mean, apparently I. I've have been to. drinking sea moss since two thousand and eight. I should. And my right. girl Thea right. gets on her IG <laughs> and says, "Thanks to the hood healer." No shade to hood healer. Hood healer, you we be, love you. Be our we would love you guest. to be on the guest. We, you be our Please. Come on the show, come, hood come on the Somebody show. send this to I the mean, hood healer. Send it to the hood come healer. On. Y- y'all know, Let's even LA, right. you know that we nigga love, love us. We love it. Do you understand how niggerish it would be in here? Though it would be, it would be, it would be so we need ridiculous. It we need it because like, we need to bring out that side. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's we go. You know, Crystal says we say the hard R's in LA. For sure. So. You Can gave it up to the hood healer. When I started so drinking sea moss in 2008, it is 2019. I have been getting 92 minerals into Good my Lord. system 92? for 11 years. That's amazing. Then I switched to the purple sea moss back, what, four years ago? It's purple sea moss is different than the, uh, the, the regular. <laughs> ask the hood healer. Ask the hood healer. Okay, ask her okay what, let ask me make this ask right. Ask her if she know about the purple sea Let me make this right, because, you know, Noni is all about forgiveness. I'm going to use that right now, y'all. <laughs> Noni is all about forgiveness. Remember? Let's, let's not flip back a couple episodes, I'm y'all. I'm just saying. Okay, so here's L- what had happened. Love your community right around do, you. Don't do. give it up to only the Instagram but influencers. here's what happened. Let me say what had happened, specifically what? around celery juice. Because didn't I give it up when I, ate the, when I drank the mushroom tea? L- I'm going to get my followers up. You're going to start. Remember, uh, I, you're going to start. No, saying, no, Noni. Noni told me. Who do, do I call? I'd be like, Noni, I can't keep no food in. She'd be like, bake some Fuji apples. Right. You you know you my go-to. Okay, let's not get it twisted, I, I, boo. I want to shout out. That didn't mean out. nothing to me, boo. I want to shout out. That didn't mean nothing to me, This is pride. This, this is pride. This is about pride. pride. And this it's tourist season, so this shit is on this is ego. 12. <laughs> okay, so here's what we're going to do. Here's what had happened with the celery juice, specifically mm-hmm. with the celery juice. Okay. Now, all things natural. You know, you're the first bitch of coal. I don't have no other number for natural pictures. I just, you're my only one, right? <laughs> so you already know. What had happened was, I have, somebody in the hair shop had said something about celery juice. Okay. For eczema. Okay. And right? you remember there was a seed planted there. I remember. Deep in your subconscious, you were like, hmm, that sounds like I, it would work. I don't remember a conversation about celery juice. Remember, because when we were talking about uh, her eczema before, you mm-hmm. put me on to... I think that's when you talked about sea moss or something. Actually, it was... Jamaican something. It was celery juice. No, no. This was back... This is back when I lived off of Creed. Oh, okay. okay. So I was yeah. going off of that yeah. information for the eczema. Got you. Right. Got you. That's yeah, why... I wasn't on the celery juice thing. Right. Yet. I wasn't. See, Your Honor, <laughs> Your Honor, I would like to plead my case... I feel like this case should be dismissed. These charges are clearly, you know, from a different time. Look, okay. I'm just saying, y'all, this is an ego thing. You know, I don't like to take credit for a lot of stuff. But, you know, when I see my girl, we doing it's this true. holistic wellness type of podcast. I feel the same way when you have other Leo friends. But, you know, I have to move through that. You, I say that's you my shit. You see how she turned it around? Though? That's my shit. That's a Leo thing. That's a Leo trick. Our, our time is coming. We got we to gotta move through this Gemini cancer shit and then we'll be right where we should be. So... You know, I just want to say, you know, it's been a growing point in our relationship. Okay. I feel like it's healed me. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm on some new but, shit, but I'm gonna wait till Hood Healer says it to tell you. No, no, I I, I, I ordered shit. the mushroom t- teas. Okay, I'm, I'm I was a, drinking that. I want some whole other. Stuff. I got the sea moss. I'm waiting for it to chia chia, and then I'm I can a, actually use that shit. That was a lot of information. I was like, I don't know how this. I'm is gonna, gonna go prep down. it for you, and I'll bring it to you next that week. That would be amazing. Yeah, because you bring me the saw moss. my eyes bring me the as moss. you were giving bring me. Bring me the moss back. Okay, I'll bring you the moss back. We saw my eyes were crossing as you were giving me the instructions. I'll do it for you. I could just like see birds. I won't charge you like the hood. Hiller would, but, don't, I, but, don't, <laughs> but we do want you on the show, Hood Healer. Hood Healer, if if you get anything from this this segment right <laughs> if here, nothing else. We all want heart you. want you on the podcast. We love you. We love you, and we we know Boston you feel on it. Slauson. Boston on Slauson. My favorite is when she goes through and blocks people. <laughs> And them lives, yo. Yo, you guys should follow the Hood Healer. It's really no, good. No, for you real. You know what would be dope? I wonder if she would let us record a reading with us Oh, for shit. the podcast. That would be crazy. That would be- I don't know if I would want that. I don't know. I'm trying to think like, <laughs> That's am, kind I, of private. am I open to that level of vulnerability? Because, you know, the Hood Healer, the way she's going to say it is not going to be. No, she's going to be like, bitch, you tripping. She's going to be like, bitch, first of all, what's this shit going on over here? Like you know what you know better than that. Your chart says you know better than that. You you know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's how she would talk. We will record it and then we will later decide if we're going to release it. Excerpts. Excerpts <laughs> from the Hood Healer. Okay, so we want to talk about the- We have to have our producer say that out loud so that it actually happens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know how she's been real quiet, like who Hiller ain't coming on this shit. No, but no. I mean, if she says it, then we know it's happening. So we're good. We're good. She's she's a strong throat chakra. Here we go. Okay, abortion laws. This is what we're talking about, people. We are talking about the fuckery that happened this past week. So first of all, if any of my mom's friends are still listening to this podcast, I just want to say I'm sorry right now. We know you Catholic. Yeah, we, we know you might still be listening. No shade. You, ju- you just think my mom's gonna come back, but she's not. Gonna, I'm gonna let you know when she comes. Yeah, we'll let you know. We'll give you pre warning. Yeah, but but don't hold out. <laughs> we don't know when that will be. So um, yeah, just in a, 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 just just gonna put that yeah, out. Yeah, because this is really not about. It's not about. It's really that. not about your political views. It's really about it getting to a scary place of how legislate. Well, and let's be real, legislation has always been used. To control people's To control minds. people's minds and bodies, right? And I think I, I wanted to mention that at first because I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. So one thing everybody knows about Catholics with their huge families is yeah. that Catholics don't believe in birth control yeah. in any form. Yeah. At all. Yeah. yeah. They don't even believe in pulling out. Wow. I mean, I might just made it. I might have made Maybe. that I mean, up. I mean, <laughs> if you say really. it with your chest, <laughs> say it with your throat chakra, this shit is real. See, no, that's where you messed up. We're supposed to question it. But you know what? I um, when we were in Catholic school, they made us watch abortions. Mm, they mm. made us watch videos of abortions in religion class to make us not have abortions, like live, more late term abortions to see. And I just remember just I'm an, like an empathet, like total yeah, empath. Too much. Like, yeah. I just put my head down, like I'm not doing this. And everyone who had had an abortion in the room starts crying. Because it's like senior year, you know? Yeah. So By then, there had been quite a few. Yeah. By senior year. I, I do, I feel like people, well, one, you know, in general, when it comes to religion, I think the thing that's always struck me is just to pick and choose the social justice issues that are valuable when it comes to life. Like right. prison is a life issue, you know? Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter is a life issue. There's a lot yeah. of issues that are life issues, this immigration issue that mm-hmm. religion does not weigh in on. Um, that So for me, that that 
creates this inconsistency that makes it hard for me to view these things as moral authorities. And so that's partly because this is not necessarily a moral issue. This is an issue of body autonomy. It's, yeah, it's a, it's, right. a, it's a liberty issue. It's a liberty issue. Yeah. And, and it's, I think it's a reminder that when we talk about being a country of laws, this mm-hmm. comes up a lot. We're governed by for order, right? For law and order and all these different things. That literally what we're saying is depending on the law, we will we will shift our mindset and behavior and morality according to what is legal. And who is determining that? We saw who's determining that. I was thinking on the way here, I was like, it's still white men are all the money. Right, and it was white men who made all these decisions, and so the things that we yeah, but that governor of Alabama is a woman. Yeah, but you don't get me started. No, do not get me started. Woman. Let me give. Let me. I don't even know if I want to give a disclaimer. I just feel like white women have to do way better, uh, way better, and I'm really not fucking with it until we see some significant change. Because the same thing, we had the same conversation about white womanhood. When the um, thing happened with the... Uh, see, I've been blanking out their names after a while. I just can't return it. Oh, Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh. Yeah. Right? About the women that were standing in the elevator while the other women were trying to advocate, right? Absolutely. Like, so what Like, what are we going to do about that? And I think we have to like... You know, I've seen so many people this last week talking about this issue from yeah. different points of view. Um, maybe... Does everyone even know what we're talking about? Maybe everyone doesn't. The know. Alabama the, abortion made it completely illegal, even in cases of rape and incest, mm-hmm. to have an abortion and was signed into law. Mm-hmm. And there's also similar abortion laws in Georgia and yeah. Ohio right now. Yeah. So these are things that are kind of setting a precedent for really kind of overturning Roe versus Wade. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Which is something that it seems like it's it's on the road to within yeah. the next kind of couple years here. So. I don't know. I think when I when I think about this every time, I think like, yo, like white women aren't having enough children. Like that's always the first place that my mind goes mm. is that the birth rate for, for oh, that's white exactly people, what it is. Yeah, it's like, but you so, only said that the um, I think I don't know what they have in France, prime ministers or something like that. Whatever the guy, is. <laughs> um, he was talking about they're looking at ways to stimulate birth. Well and yeah. well and decrease birth in African women. They're concerned yeah. that African women are having too many children, and it's because white women aren't having children. Now, this is yeah. so funny because it always comes back to this thing, right? Where like there's a group of white women who feel like we don't want to have children, mm-hmm. and we don't want to have because we don't want to be tied to white men in a certain mm-hmm. kind of way. And there are other ones who feel their in, their proximity to power to white male power is determined by them having children. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we keep getting caught up in these culture wars that are intra-white culture issues. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. I, and I really think that, like, I just always think of it as a race issue, seriously. It's true. I'm just like, you're trying to force white women who aren't having children into their later years. They're having less children. They're having fertility issues. I mean, this is highly well, documented. not to have them. At all. This is highly documented about what's going on in, in this generation. It's. I, saw, I was reading some figures that said women over 35, those, those numbers are rising in mm-hmm. terms of how many children folks are having, but- our childbearing years, like our prime mm-hmm. ones, are like mm-hmm. twenty five years old, mm-hmm. and that's not just white women. No, women American so, yeah. women, mm-hmm. Western women. women. We're not yeah. having children. We're not mm-hmm. starting. You did right. You started I having did. children. That, I did. Yeah, I like, was twenty three when I had Taya. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. 
And I was 29. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remember thinking like, yo, I should have done this way earlier. Like this would have been a I do much- see, I do understand now why people started early. Yeah, right. But, you, but it's harder to set yourself up financially if you start early. This is the catch 22. Oh, that's what, and people wait to start people, later yeah, so they have you, money to yeah, take care of their children. It's actually. harder to start off, but then you lose time and energy. Oh, I would have had, you remember me at 23? Yeah, Lord, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it would have been, my poor children, I don't know what they would have been eating. <laughs> I don't know what they like. It wouldn't be like now. It wouldn't be like now. It would not, like, there would not be smoked can I have salmon. Avocado, from- <laughs> please. No. Like- what was this morning's fight was a. I don't want my eggs scrambled. I want them over easy or poached. <laughs> I don't even know how to do that. I would be like, then you poach them, <laughs> because I don't know how to poach them. You poach them. But no, you're absolutely right, and that's global. Like, there's a global yeah. fear of a brown black. Planet, yeah, but that's which we all know is inevitable, right? It's we, happening. It's it's going to happen. But I, I, when I, I brought that up to say, I think some of some white women that are lawmakers mm-hmm. are thinking in that same Absolutely. way. Absolutely, they're like those like aunties that are like, no, these girls are ridiculous. They're not having children. We need to make sure that they're having mm-hmm. children. We need to make sure they're not having children out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. All of that religious kind of Judeo-Christian mm-hmm. mentality, it's like so, it's just some Protestant bullshit mm-hmm. like that's still so present mm-hmm. in our government. Yeah. Our gov- like, when, when they started talking like, I'm like, y'all are referencing the Bible. Like what happened to church and state? Like what yeah. is this? Yeah, no. It, and then, then um, yeah, I don't retain their names. I think it's Murphy. Mm-hmm. Then like two days later had to resign because he told his lover to have an abortion. Oh, wow. I didn't hear this. Yeah. Like, it's like, I hope that shit is valid. I saw it on Instagram. But if it's not, it's not. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? What you going to do, Sue? Bottom line is, it's probably true. Because they get caught up in all the shit. And apparently had to resign because he got, there was evidence that came out that he had asked. After voting for this shit. Wow. I can't. And, you know, I've, I've, I'm torn because I, um... I've taken the news off my phone. Interesting. I really don't tap in because I feel like it just drains me. It does. But then at the same time, I recognize the way they're taking this, the way they're creating. And if you watch A Handmaid's Tale, like you're more freaked mm. out than anybody on the planet right now because you're like, no, they're literally telling you their game plan, right? Mm. Literally putting it out there full blown. Mm. It's incremental. Mm. And part of what they talk about on that show is like, how people didn't freak out enough when certain things were happening or fight. But also I think the other part of it is there's so much happening that what do you freak out about and how much, and we are finite in this human body, right? What we can actually freak out about. So surviving financially and living and all these different things and trying to fight all these different causes when there's fires burning all around us, you start to go apathetic. Yeah. Yeah. The body autonomy, like, I don't know. I see my Facebook, you know, I try to stay away from Facebook. Yeah. It's just, Facebook is just like an arguing of like one side versus yeah. another side. Yeah. But I did tap in like, what are people talking about this? And it always turns into a pro-life or when does life start or mm-hmm. when does the soul enter the body? And I was reading. As if anybody knows the answer to these motherfucking questions, <laughs> right? Nobody has the actual answers. I was reading. Somebody said, oh, yeah, my culture believes this, the soul enters the body at birth. I'm really curious about that whole concept of when the soul enters the body. Because I remember that being pregnant all those times. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to feel weird when people were like, are you talking to the baby? I'm like, 
why? <laughs> like, is your babies like, were talking to you? <laughs> my babies were talking mm-hmm. to me, but not in the beginning. Mm. Not in the beginning. Like, yeah, it just people are gonna have abortions. Like, this is the part that I never understand. Like, people are gonna have abortions, and what For, they're upset about is the people they don't want white women to have abortions. Yeah, and black and brown women are gonna be cr- criminalized yeah. at higher rates because of these yeah. laws. Ugh. That's the part where it's huh, and then you add that to the whole like black maternal health issue exactly. and like just Exactly. It becomes really a difficult thing to swallow. Yeah. And so okay, so why I asked Thea if we can even start with talking about this is because All Heart, when we started All Heart, it was because of issues like this Mm -hmm. that tend to dominate our social landscape, that Mm -hmm. dominate our culture, that become really divisive, that become these kind of like arguments that people are having online, these things that people are walking around feeling afraid of in their life. And we really wanted to deal with these things from the heart, you know, which is Mm -hmm. why it's called All Heart. But we really realized a lot of the dynamics that are happening socially are coming from that sacral area. Mm-hmm. I remember we mm-hmm. we literally said that. Like yeah. you were talking about the heart and I was talking about the sacral. We were mm-hmm. like, we need to bring these two things together. Absolutely. Which is the color, which is why we chose like we the colors with certain colors mm-hmm. in our logo and stuff. So that orange that you see in the All Heart logo, that's really that we're dealing with issues of pleasure. Yeah. We're dealing with issues of power. We're dealing with those things. Desire. Desire, sexuality. Like all of those things. Mm-hmm. And we're also dealing with the blue, which is the, the throat chakra, because mm-hmm. we're talking to you. Yeah. About and it's these kind things. of aqua because mm-hmm. there's blue and green, mm-hmm. um, which the green. being able to express through the throat chakra what you're feeling in the heart chakra is Absolutely. important. And it's one of my favorite. We're too deep. We're too deep. <laughs> we're deep as fuck. Deep AF. <laughs> um, but no, I'm glad you brought us back to that original intention. I remember us having that conversation. Yeah. And I think when we have issues like this, that that are heart and sacral related. Yeah. Um, it's important for us to share information and insight that shows us what's really happening to our bodies, even just receiving yeah. these messages and these images, right? And I absolutely, I've been thinking a lot about that. Like, I feel pretty complete in my family. But I've been thinking about, like, if I were someone else, like, mm-hmm. how would I feel about? deciding about my family yeah. like miscarriages under yeah. this law you can be prosecuted for having right. a miscarriage yeah you know all of the things that happen especially for women over 35 right like yeah. different complications that can happen with your body when you start having children later like you may need to ha- medically need to have medically, an abortion yeah. like what are all of these things that like men have no idea about nor no experience about. It's nothing even I want to talk to my husband about. Like, right. You never have, you don't even have a uterus. Right. Like why are why would we even discuss the issue? Right. You know, like it's not gonna even affect you yeah. in that way. And how and why, which I think transitions into why the attack on the sacral. And I think for us to understand why the sacral is so heavily attacked. And I would say in all genders, and I can say more about that in, in a bit, um, because all genders have feminine energy. Right. Um, why they attack the sacral is so significant, because when we look at the development of our chakras, mm. the sacral develops around six months, which yeah. is when we begin to sit up and we have choice yep. and we have consciousness. And, and we, we start, start to decide our will. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we start to say, I like this. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. This duality the shadow and light, all these things that make our experience a little 
less makes it beyond survival. Yeah. Beyond basic needs starts with the sacral chakra. And one of the biggest things about that is free will, is will. And people have never been able to figure out completely how to control our free will, how to tame. Yeah everyone at the same time. It's impossible. It's impossible. And it has to stay so, right? And when they, but if you notice when they're having trouble taming it, they attack the sacral, they attack Mm. the womb area, the genital area, they attack sex, they attack sexuality, Mm -hmm. they attack desire, they they heighten the idea of unpredictability and Mm -hmm. they link that to safety. And so they rope, they rope the sacral and the root in this really unfair Mm-hmm. Um, association that that's not what they're really about. They're not meant, one is not meant to be used against the other. Our safety is not meant to be used against our spontaneity and mm-hmm. our desire and our pleasure. You can, these things coexist. They're not contradictory, right? Absolutely. And so making it like this is a, this is a safety issue. This is a survival issue. This is a thing. And so for them, it really is right. Because mm-hmm. you just talked about it. They're talking about the extinction of whiteness, Absolutely. right? This is what this comes and down that's, to. And I have a compassion for that. It's, it's interesting. You said six months. I mean, I was reading that in that book. Mm-hmm. Can we, what's the name of that book? Eastern Body, Western Mind. This is an, an incredible book. You have Thea's, to, if you're doing any chakra stuff, you have to read it. Thea suggested this book to me and I just love it. It's yeah. a really great reference. You don't have to feel like you're Thea and read from the beginning. You don't. You can flip around. (laughs) You can go in and And memorize it. You don't have to memorize it, take notes like I do. Book cards. Yeah, everyone can't get an A plus, all right? Some of us. Even when no one's grading. (laughs) Even when no one's grading. Some of us are here to just have the experience of the book, and that's how I use the book, you know, as a reference point. Mm -hmm, And let me dive in here and just really deal with this. But the six months, that's when people actually start asking a child questions. Mm -hmm. Do you want some more? Do Mm -hmm. you want some avocado? Mm -hmm. Would you like a rice cracker? Mm-hmm. And that's when people start sleep Specifically training. knowing these kids get actual questions. <laughs> In certain black homes, it's like, you want to suck on a chicken bone? <laughs> He's I, six months. He can suck on a chicken bone. Actually, chicken bone. I mean, chicken bone. Chicken bone is good the mineral marrow. content. Yeah, yeah, the marrow. Yeah, the marrow. You got to give my kids some bone broth. You it's, know? Good, it's good. If yeah. I were ever to have another kid, they might get a chicken bone. They might bone. get a chicken bone. You know what I'm saying? You know, you live, you learn. You live. <laughs> You're like, I might have gone too deep. I might have gone too deep. Just pull a little I mean, no, but our ancestors had, had a lot of knowledge. Yes, absolutely. I was I was lost in the chicken bone. <sighs> but that's when people also start sleep training, when you're talking mm. about will, right? Mm-hmm. And it becomes this battle of wills. No, I want to sleep now. Mm-hmm. And so you're mm-hmm. going to go in here and you're going to cry mm-hmm. and you're going to cry and cry and cry it out mm-hmm. until, and there's no judgment. Right. Because I should have done that. <laughs> my, my bad. Kids still don't sleep. I'm trying to be so, so all, sweet. all hours at a night. I'm still trying to be so attachment parenting. Oh. I was like, no cribs. Oh, wait. We all still up. Yes. Damn. Yeah. Should have just gone in your room, gone to sleep, and yeah. cried, right? Yeah. Because, you know, because boundaries, there's a certain amount of structure that's necessary, that's mm-hmm. helpful in the development, right? So that we're not, you know, this is the tapas part of, um, of uh, Tantra, yeah. right? Tapas are the habits. Mm-hmm. They're like the banks of the river. So the river has no direction without the banks. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there are some boundaries that are great for like giving the size it directions. Of that crib. Yep, the size, the size of, that. of the crib could be great. But that's what I'm saying. That's when that those ages are where that child is starting to learn and mm-hmm. assert the and will. Assert, yeah. And, and how much of those boundaries are asserted by the parent based on their own needs and not the child. So there's that line too for the parents are revisiting the idea of will of mm-hmm. uh, as um 
uh, Akilah Richards says, a fair, the free child, you know, my children are sovereign territories, and if I'm not careful, I will colonize them, right? Absolutely. This is that stage where you really start to see some of that happen. It gets worse in that third chakra, too, when they start to do the... the no, like the two, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm in that phase right now. Yeah, that solar plexus. I, I see it. That solar plexus development. But the, mm-hmm. the point about this is really to understand that for someone, a government, a system, a society to attack the sacral means on some level it really understands the power of that area, mm-hmm. of that part of us, of that unbridled raw, creative, transformational, erotic energy mm-hmm. in a way that it has not taught its citizens, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't want its citizens to remember that. And this is the type of energy that continue, it won't go away. And it's I, just like nature. Yeah. Like, we, But I think the things that, that we are addicted to are suppressed. Absolutely. Suppressed. Absolutely. I, I, would even, I would even say our phones. Yes. Right? Because yes. you cannot be active. Yes. You cannot... And and I want to go. We want to go all the way. We sliding we're spontaneous. Into our, we're we're going. We sliding into our main topic. Should we go into? We. Our main I topic? thought we was in it. Oh. <laughs> I thought we was in the main topic. My bad, y'all. My bad. I thought we were in here. Okay, so we gonna go into our main co- our main topic now. I I think we're in it. <laughs> but you know, potato potato. We're here. We still it in the DMs. So let's talk about the sacral chakra, because not everybody knows mm-hmm. all the chakras. Mm-hmm. You want to give an overview of the seven chakras, sure. and then we'll dive into the two that we're going to focus on today. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to give a really quick overview, because this could be forever. Yeah. But So the first chakra is the root chakra, governs safety and security. There's a ton of details I can give you about that. The second chakra is the sacral, um, and it... So the root chakra is at the base of the spine. Sacral chakra is in the um, just below the belly button in the genital womb area. Um, that governs desire and uh, pleasure, creativity, like we were saying, duality. Um, the third chakra is the solar plexus. It's above the belly button. That governs ego self. You know, it's the will to act for what you want. The action part of us, fire, is associated with that chakra. The fourth is the heart, which is the other one we're going to talk about today, which governs kind of like how that ego expression, how those desires come out to connect with other people. Um, and this, the heart is really important because it's the chakra that connects the lower three chakras and the higher three chakras. And I don't use lower and higher in terms of ranking, just in where they're positioned Mm -hmm. on the body. Um, So the heart chakra is about our social identity, more about relationship and interacting and relating to others. Um, The next is the the throat chakra, which is our authority chakra. It's what we speak into existence. And so how we built those lower chakras, we'll probably tap a little bit into that throat chakra because really how you built those lower chakras really says a lot about what you speak into the existence of your life mm-hmm. with authority in that throat chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go into, that was the fifth chakra. We go into the third eye, which most people have heard if you've had even a remote conversation with the whole chap or any, anybody, Ajna. any, any, anybody. My kids are my marginally crunchy. <laughs> my Ajna. We'll mentioned third eye. Even folks who don't even fuck with that shit. Um, so the third eye is uh, vision and it's uh, allowing us to see the bigger consciousness, not the it's where that social identity goes into purpose mm-hmm. um, and how we want to see that in the world. And then one of my favorites is the crown chakra. I like to hang out there quite a bit. Me too. Um, and mm-hmm. crown chakra is like being detached in the best way possible. Like, you know, completely egoless, 
completely united with the um, collective consciousness and um, not having attachment to material things or even outcomes or anything like the, just not yeah. like in not like in a uh, sociopathic way, yeah. But in like a, oh, we all are one type way. Yeah. It's the collective consciousness. I think of it as we're pure, pure, pure source, light, pure source, pure light yeah. pours in. So coming from the top, from the crown through to the um, root chakra, is the the current of manifestation. Something comes through our consciousness and then it becomes physical. This is important. We can't just have an idea. We have to make that thing come to life, right? right. And we're birthing that all the way through, all the way down all through the our way heart, through. all mm-hmm. the way out, you know, as creators of the universe, which yeah. is why they have these abortion laws, right? Right. Because we are cre- we are creating our universe. Yes. And so you want to control those that are creating their universe the way they want it to look. Yeah. There's no, to me, the rise of the divine feminine politically mm-hmm. and these laws really coming down. Mm-hmm. It's like, of course. Of course. And yeah. there's some interesting ideas about like, well, so then, because uh, I get checked, the root chakra going back up through the crown is the um, current of... Um, Liberation, right? Right. So these two currents are always working at the same time, and understanding your chakras helps you to keep those currents flowing smoothly and uninhibited, and all these things. So when we talk about things like what we're talking about right now, this is an intentional act to block the sacral chakra to not move past desire into action and speaking and feeling and envisioning and all these things. It's like we're going to stop it right at the source. It's interesting that they chose to go like you can't even. We don't even want this idea to get off the ground, basically, yeah. is what they're saying, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's why, honestly, y'all, I see the sacral as essential to liberation for colonized people because mm. we have, we're constantly kept in survival mode. We're constantly kept in survival mode, whether that's through gentrification, through uh, what, we're eat, what they, they feed us and what's offered in our communities, through black maternal health crisis, like... Constantly thinking about just life or death, life or death, and never being able to think about what is that life filled with? What is that? What makes up that life? What is the desires and the pleasures and the creativity of that life? Because we're stuck in that mode. So that has everything to do with the work that I do. Absolutely. Same. I wanted to talk, just diving a little bit into the sacral chakra, referencing the book that we, we mm-hmm. talked about earlier. So the sacral chakra, it rules the abdomen, the genitals, the lower back, the hips, um, one of the things like when I'm feeling having children knocks me off of mm-hmm. my sacral. Mm-hmm. I, I say that all the time. Our producer does not believe me that I used <laughs> to be able to dance. But since I had children, the ability to dance mm-hmm. really shifted the, the my ability to move my hips mm-hmm. in the way like even, you know, having sex shifted mm-hmm. because it's like my center is mm-hmm. different Something, Mm -hmm. three things came back to back to back (laughs) Mm -hmm. very quickly through, you know, so our abdomen, our genitals, our lower back, our hips, my hips spread. I have completely Mm -hmm. different hips than I did before. Right. Like completely. Like we're talking 10 inches here. (laughs) So the whole new world. (laughs) Oh, new girl with all possibilities. (laughs) So our sexuality, our pleasure, our center of sensation and feeling intimacy and connection the goals for this this area are fluidity pleasure healthy sexuality and feeling i really when i was thinking about this and reading about this you know 
we've been studying chakras for years, right? Mm-hmm. But really, I never really thought about the the sacral as a place of feeling. Mm-hmm. Like that this That's is... the mantra, I feel. I feel, mm-hmm. right? Like I feel, I feel. And really getting into that, the right to feel, the right to want. And desire. And to desire things. And the... the That's so... That piece is everything to me. Tell me. The right to desire. Mm. And this is why I focus so much on decolonizing joy and pleasure, because when you are forcibly kidnapped or enslaved or, you know, when your body Mm -hmm. is under attack, Mm -hmm. you don't believe you have the right to choose what you desire, Mm -hmm. right? Even if we take the example of someone being a black person being pulled over by the police, right? They may want to pop off. They may feel like it was not okay, that it was wrong. Absolutely. But can they? Do they feel they can? Right? So these are the ways, if, if, put it like this, if I'm at work. Right. And a non-black person says something super ignorant. Right. Right? Right. Do I feel like I can, like, that's some ignorant shit? Or do I feel like I have to stop, Mm -hmm. control how I say it? So the right to feel, that's Daily, these microaggressions are daily interference with the sacral because what do I know? I know that if I say what I feel, I'm going to be typecast as angry black woman. Everything's racial. You make, you're being so negative. And then I, I'm, what I'm thinking in my head is I'm saving myself the pain mm. and the trauma of having to go through these racialized um, consequences, right, for speaking up by sacrificing the pleasure to, of saying what I desire. And I feel, I mean, I, f- I, f- I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen that journey with the two of us mm-hmm. from even how we dealt with our intimate relationships Absolutely. in our 20s, like kind of getting into our personal narratives, right? Like the fear that I knew before. Oh, bitch. <laughs> oh, bitch. Thea, how were you before? You got it. Tell, tell, tell me. How were you before? How would you it's define It's so funny it? because I, I, I met, I'm going to try to be as vague as possible. I met someone. Okay. And my kids were like, oh, they're nice. And I was like, yeah, yeah. They're Thea circa 2002. Mm-hmm. I recognize me. I see me in other, I see me in clients. I see me in, in. And what was that? Define it so we we can understand. I I think that was a person who did not, had no idea they even had a sacral. Hmm. Um, And. Because you were pleasing? Because I was stuck in my root. You know, I had some broken family stuff Mm. and like trying to keep the peace and trying to keep things together Mm. was definitely. So so pleasure was negotiated out. Um, And. It was like considered a luxury. I talk about this a lot. Pleasure, I think, for black women and um, people who have been colonized, is considered a luxury. I think a lot. We ain't got time for that. And I think a lot has to do with poverty too. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Because let me tell you, a bitch is getting her nails done, (laughs) and I want y'all to know it's a new day. And I and I and why before I wasn't because I was like, well, you know, I got to take care of this bill. I got to take care of this thing. When I think about just going to get my nails done and how I feel when I do that, like I produce better. Yeah. I act different. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that like 
you know, material things are what changes. I'm saying that like acting on a desire. I don't desire every material thing. But if there's something I do desire, the ability to, to, to feel like I have the right to go get it right. is empowering. Absolutely. Yeah. So Thea, Thea was a doormat. Thea prioritized other people's feelings over her own. Thea was a people pleaser. Thea was um, passive aggressive. Thea was because um, I think that that delusional is a, I think, about what love. I think passive is. aggression is a really big part of this. Absolutely, like because when you don't feel like you have the right to speak right. for what you're feeling, yeah. right, or what you want, or you don't feel it's going to be validated, yeah, it's going to be questioned, and so you figure out these little shape, absolutely shady, shitty shady ways, <laughs> shady, shady ways fuck. to do things. You know, I, there's, things. Uh, you know, there's, um, you know, I was watching. We have a we have a, an instructor at our university who who is an amazing film director, mm-hmm. and she was showing Birth of a Nation, right? And then she was showing you, you're going to kill me. You probably know the black man did like Michelle Michelle. His name is he's like a French sounding name. Um, I can't remember name. I'm fucking up today, y'all. It's okay. But anyway, he did kind of a response to Birth of a Nation, the first one, the the white Birth of a Nation. Okay, and in that. Because he was filming it, he could show the complexities of the black characters that were not at all right. in the first one. In the right. first one, it was like, oh, they like serving us. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just these one-dimensional characters. Right. When he filmed it, he would show them performing for whiteness, but then when they closed the door, he would have this sinister oh, look. Oh, Oscar know? Michel? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I knew it was something French-sounding. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the best with names. But so... What that reminds me of is like, you know, what do I do after that moment where I can't talk about that person, where I can't say it out there? I go back to my office. I call somebody. I talk shit out, Instagram, something, because, and it comes out in these passive aggressive ways because I don't feel like I can be direct in that exactly. space. Exactly. I think I used to gossip mm. more then, right? Talking mm. about that, the throat, throat chakra, chakra and mm-hmm. the sacral. Yeah. When I couldn't speak up for myself, right. I would tell other people what I didn't like about something. Yeah. Yeah, I would complain yeah. about other things that were happening. I could see that. I could see. I could see. I think she. I think Thea then was very angry, mm. and and did not tap into that at all. I wouldn't even. Yeah. Yeah. I did not. Almost tap, impossible to I, see. I didn't even know I was angry. Huh. I don't think I knew I was angry until I was in the safety of this marriage, huh. and anger started coming out from nowhere, and it was like, wait a minute, where is that? You know. But it was repressed for so long. Um, cause I didn't feel like I could get angry in my household growing up. Anger meant violence mm-hmm. very much. So, you know, and in, in subtle, subtle ways, it meant that in other relationships. So I feel like, you know, now bitch, I, well, I, I, we the all glow know. up, <laughs> we all the glow that. up. I, I wanted to say, I think my personal narrative, like, I think I was much more of a pleaser. Yeah. We both were. Yeah. Much more of a pleaser, wanting people to like me, wanting people to be happy, I, I had, I think I was this morning getting dressed or something. I was like, oh, wow, I really don't care <laughs> that that group of people likes me mm-hmm. or that person likes me. Like, it can hurt, right? you know, because I, I'm a person who does still want to be liked, but I don't, I'm not working for that anymore. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not going, seeking like, it. I'm not seeking it. You I'm not why? choosing you to like, I'm not choosing you and you liking me over me. And, and who I am. You know who cured me of that? Who's that? Our good friend, Crystal Irby. Oh, how? I remember we were, because y'all knew me in the, during that time period. Right. Um, you know, Crystal had a, a flashy clothing style. She used to like to match <laughs> completely, you know, from head to toe, you know, head wrapped to the boots. 
and pink on pink, pink on pink on pink on pink on pink on pink on pink very subtle I was like I was like you know are you ever worried that people will think like you know you're like conceited or like you're like you know and she was like no and she, I was like really she's like um do you think oh this is where she fucked me up do you think they like you better because you dress down do you think that they don't talk about you mm-hmm. and I was like I mean, I did think that. I did think that <laughs> if I were humble, and I use that word in air quotes because we really get that word fucked up, hmm. um, but that if I were like humble and like it's downplayed called, myself. It's called humiliation. Right. If you really want to fuck right. with that word. If, yeah. If I, right. if I downplayed myself, I did think people would like me more. And when she pointed out, bitch, they talk about you as much. As they would if you dressed in pink on pink on pink on pink. Like, you know, like, so you, you might, might as well, well stunt, bitch, is what she was saying. And you I swear well to God, a yourself. light went on in my head. And I was like, oh, and, what? So this and is ladies and, ladies and gentlemen and Leo all was people. A Leo, a Leo was, was born. born. And then I have Noni who keeps reminding me that I'm a Leo. She's like, but you're not even supposed to be tripping off this shit. You a Leo. You know you have a right to not trip off this shit. So I think, like, it's definitely come through friendships Mm. With with black women that have been like, no stunt. Like, why? What are you doing? You know, stunt, 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 slay, <laughs> bitch, slay. But I was very much in that pleaser yeah. mode. I want to say, okay, guilt. That's what they That's would call a demon. Yeah. What, what, I would call it, yeah, what the blocks blocks. the blocker is is guilt. Mm-hmm. Excessive is overly emotional. Sex addiction, poor boundaries, obsessive attachment. Woo! Mm-hmm. Oh, they telling my life right there. Mm-hmm. Obsessive <laughs> attachment. attachment. That was me in the past. You know what my children <sighs> freed me of? Obsessive <sighs> attachment. Because <laughs> bitch is busy. You were like, I got shit to do. I can't I got not be attached to, to you. Um, deficient. When we're deficient in our sacral, we're frigid, impotent, rigid, emotionally numb. And fearful of pleasure. That sounds terrible. No, it does. But there's a lot of people in that space. And I mean, think about people who are making these decisions. Frigid. But here's the thing. Impotent. But here's when the thing. When you see all them, all them white men, don't they just look like impotency? It just look like, oh. just like a but Viagra But here's commercial. the thing, though. But it's not. Because it will not be denied. The sacral will not be denied. She's going to get hers one way or another. So, yeah, you can make these frigid-ass weird laws, but you will be the main one in somebody's dungeon locked up on your freak shit. And And they always get caught in some freak shit. And when you say that, I want to just do a little PSA. Just for folks who are out there on the Internet, you know, talking about abortion and if this law happens, this is how people are going to get abortions, just be quiet. Just be quiet. <laughs> Don't say it. Just do it. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. Don't say it. Don't post it. Don't Facebook it. Don't Instagram it. Just shh. <laughs> Seriously. Mm-hmm. How do we expect to rebel against something and to be radical mm-hmm. in our acts if we're constantly telling people our moves? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just shh. Hmm. Seriously. Just, just be stealthy. Yeah, I talk ain't gonna, less, not, do more. Yeah, I'm not That's gonna tell Oya y'all. I'm not gonna tell y'all everything I know about herbs right. for for the uterus for what? That's what. Yes, I saw that post. For what? I'm not yeah. going to do that. 
and, and I don't even you know those plants you, are nowhere to be found in the United I'm States. I'm saying, right? I'm right, saying, right. like, unless you grow on your right, own, be right, quiet. Like, right. be quiet. The feminine will rise. Yeah, it. That's a, my point. Is they always get caught in something because it will not be. This is not something you can destroy. Mm-hmm. You have no capacity. This in in tantra. This is where we have the greatest power. The power of change, the power of transformation, the power of movement mm-hmm. is in the sacral, is in the feminine. Mm-hmm. There's no way to make anything happen. Everything stagnates. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you look at our country, we're, we seem like a lot is going on, but really it's stagnation. Mm-hmm. It's stagnation. There's no flow, which is why that I can- fluidity. And that's what that sacral needs exactly, to do. Exactly. Wait, I want to go back to the block, the guilt. Because mm-hmm. that was a part where I, I was having, I wanted to ask you your yeah. insight on that. Like how- Maybe because I don't, I don't like, do I feel guilt that often? Shame, but that's not this place. Right. Shame, Shame is, is the, the, the solar plexus. Yeah, the solar plexus. But they plexus. do overlap quite a bit. Right. These two, these two, you know, it's fluid. Right. These two overlap quite a bit. And I do find that there's shame and guilt in both of those spaces. So, but think about it. If you go for something that gives you pleasure and mm. you're shamed about it, you're taught to feel guilty. Oh, you're talking about when I hide my chocolate wrappers from, from my partner. Because you don't want to be shamed. <laughs> and so now you are like like looking looking guilty. Yeah. Right? So it's like if you're if you tell somebody what your pleasure is and they yuck your yum, right? Then you start to feel like, oh, you know. Them chocolate little chocolate peanut butter cups though. It is what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? They're small. They're small. Well, see, that's guilt. Look at that. That's guilt you're, talking. Yeah, you're <laughs> rationalizing. They're tiny. You're rationalizing. They're tiny. You just no, need two. It's it that's where guilt comes in. So again, like you were saying, um, oh, this like is what we after you children. masturbate and then you feel and you feel like, damn, why did I watch that porn? Like that. I mean, if you feel that, way. a lot of people feel that. A lot way. of people feel that way. A lot of the people feel not. regret. At, you don't feel like that after masturbation. I don't feel bad about masturbating. Masturbating but, porn. Sometimes I'm like, I had why, to get, did I, I had why did to, I watch I to, that one? I, yeah, I had to <laughs> definitely work through some shit with porns. <laughs> Sorry, mom. We know, but here's the reality. Guilt, look at that. We wouldn't have to if it wasn't shamed. Mm. We wouldn't have to if it wasn't so policed. Right? Then That's you could true. just roam and like, like what you like. But the more I'm told I can't like something, the more intensely I'm going to go in the direction of it. I think around the time I was like maybe 26 or 27, I decided I was going to talk to my whole family about porn every time we sat down to eat. I just was like, so, you know, I've been watching a lot of porn lately, <laughs> little girl on girl, mm-hmm. little threesome, mm-hmm. and everyone would just <laughs> be was, like, what's going on? No one wanted to talk. It was shut down the when conversation. You look at the research anytime. around porn, it's, it's very fascinating. I just was like, I want to talk. It really talk. challenges like, heteronormativity I because like, I that's not what people are Googling. <laughs> That's not what straight people are Googling. I just always was like, let's talk about it. Like, yes, I was last night watching porn. It's so accessible. Yeah. Like, And my parents were like shutting it <laughs> down. Like they didn't. They're like, Noni, why do you keep bringing this up? I'm like, because I'm watching so much porn. Like, it's just. <laughs> I want it to be fluid. I want to be able to have a conversation. Speaking of fluids. Speaking of fluids. Did you ever see this one? Let me YouTube it. That, there is the, here's the thing though, but this is why it's so under attack. When you're in that sacral energy, you don't give a fuck at all. At and all. they want us to give way too many fucks about the things that they want us to give fucks about. 
But you don't that's give what I'm like fuck is, when you're in that that's space. That's what I'm saying. This is that Puritan shit. Yeah, like, it let's, totally. Let's is. hide. Let's hide our porn. That's what I decided. I was like, I don't want to hide that I watch porn. I'm yeah, grown. I, that's I'm grown. A, I was just being ridiculous, was, right? That's being. That's being. That's you came out. It's just like I'm tired of hiding. Social this. experiment. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. I'm like I've been masturbating since I was like eight. What I found is when I bring things up to people. Because, you know, one thing I had to point out is most assessments don't ask, most mental health assessments don't ask anything about sex. Hmm. And so I was like, really? this is clearly a part of people's lives. At all? They, don't, way, they don't say anything about sex? How I haven't, not any assessment I've ever seen. I mean, there may be some if you're going to a sex therapist, but if you're not going to a sex therapist, if you're just going for regular mental health treatment, and to me, I'm like, that tells me a lot that's going on. If you're having it, if you're not having it, if you want to have it, if you're just like, like, what are your desires, basically, is what, that, what that's about, right? And for some people, if that's shut down and there's no desires, then that tells me something about the wellness of the sacral. And not only just sexually, but like creatively. What are you creating in your right. life? You may feel like you have no energy to create in your life. You may feel you have no energy to say what you want. You may not be taking action in your workplace or in your relationships. You're just yeah. kind of going along in a stagnant circle, right? So it's not... Diagnosing by sex is not about just the sex. It's about creative energy in your life. Are you generating spontaneity? Do you have to have things very rigid or can you go with the flow? And these, I mean, that tells you so much information. So I realized I started asking about it like Mm. to to clients. I'll be like, so, you know, I'm noticing this. Tell me about your sex life. And they'll be like, their eyes get big for a second. Because nobody Because nobody asks. It's not because they don't want to talk about it. It's because nobody ever asked them about it. And they don't have the practice. Exactly. They don't have the practice. I have no... I remember the first time... Yeah, never mind. I won't go into that. It's not my business. <laughs> but they don't have the practice. They don't have the practice. And for the... Most friends aren't even discussing it all yep. the time. Like People slide in my DMs all the time now. Interesting. Because you're like, I'm talking But that's the sex. guilt. Because you're sliding in my DMs. You could clearly make a comment on my post. But you're going to slide in my DMs mm. because you still feel guilty. Mm. You know, I had to tell people, stop sliding in my DMs when I was doing Pleasure Noir, do the webinar. <laughs> I'm like, this, is, this shit ain't free, right? So I want to help, but you got to come to the light. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard. It is really hard. But that's, you know, it, sex can be a diagnostic tool is what I'm saying for like wellness and for relationships and for self, relationship to self, relationship to others. And, and how active you are in your pleasure, in your embodiment pleasure, says a lot about how active you are in other areas of your life and going for what you want. It's really, it's deep. This is a deep, it's a, it's deep. a deep web because I was thinking yesterday I went to my dad's, where, where my dad is right now, he's going through some things, but I went to talk to a social worker and she was asking me all these questions about him. I'm answering them. You know, has he ever been married? What does that mean? Is he married? Who you mm-hmm. like? Uh, how? What do you mean? Does mm-hmm. he have kids? How would you define having a child? You know. <laughs> but when she was like, "Does he have any addictions, like drugs or alcohol?" and I was like, "Nope, never smoked or drank in his life, but he's addicted to sex." And her face was like, "How? Like, how could you say that?" Mm-hmm. Right? And she was just like, "Uh huh." She like awkwardly laughed, and I was like, "He is." He had a lot of women, a lot of children. Mm-hmm. He's addicted to sex. If his dick could get hard right now, like he'd be coming after you. Right. Like, like this is what would be happening. Yes. Mm-hmm. He'd be hitting on you right now. Mm-hmm. Like, but he can't, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's not his that's he'd not be where in he's the at. excessive category. <laughs> he'd be in the excessive category. But what I find is what I also find after the shock is relief. 
Right. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I did a pleasure one-on-one workshop on our campus, and and it was, we, you know, we don't do that very right. much. We're, yeah, because even there, there's even in these spaces, universities are just institutions of a puritanical country Absolutely. idea, right? They so, all are. So, and I was like, okay, I don't know how many people are going to show up. It's Valentine's Day. People have plans. It's raining. Packed. Right. It was packed. We had to put in. More seats. I did it again. The second time I did it, staff and faculty showed up. Interesting. Right? And it was geared towards students. They're trying so to get there. Folks is trying to know. Folks are trying to know because there's something innate. We know life should be way more delicious. Mm. We love talking about the struggle. Oh, that is my favorite <laughs> word you brought. I, I saw your Damn. whole body change. <laughs> delicious. Life that should is be, my we know favorite. life should be way life more delicious. Is so delicious. Praise dancing this morning. That was, delicious. that was delicious. That was delicious. And we went with that, even though we know there's time situations. We still went with it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like. We this is what I tell people all the time. People of color, colonized people, we we know we know pain. We know, we know trauma. We got that shit. What we don't know is that is delicious. Ooh. It's pleasure. Whoa. We, we about to have so, some all hard shirts that just say delicious. 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 It's really They used to call me Noni Licious. Noni Licious. And Noni That's Noni. That's the kind of life I was Noni living Noni. out here, okay? <laughs> I you looked like somebody's auntie that just heard their song when I said that. You looked like somebody's auntie who was like, that is my jam. As soon as I said delicious, the eyes rolled back, the hand went up. Because I've been enjoying myself a really long time. But a lot of people haven't. And that's why, you know, you... I remember to I told you, you my little black fairy. Because, I mean, I just didn't see a lot of y'all walking around. Black people enjoy but life. I ha- but I had to get out that church. I had to get out that house. Yeah. I had to get out and experience life. And, and open that sacral. And open that sacral up. And then mm-hmm. put my own boundaries. Like, mm, married men. Not my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to know what your <laughs> yeah, thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, what did you call that? Them boundaries? Them boundaries. No, them boundaries on the side of the riverbed. Oh, the, the banks of the river. <laughs> they had to put some banks. I, yeah, to put some banks the on. banks of the yeah. Yeah. Alcohol, ooh, you were delicious for so long. For so long. We're not friends no more. No, no. <laughs> we're not friends. No. We're not friends. Because the banks come down. It was delicious when, the, for when alcohol me. goes up. Woo, it was delicious for a long time. It was time. delicious for a long time. Yeah. But I think that's my whole point. Is like, and we talk about healing the culture through yeah. joy and pleasure. We want to remind Explore. people how delicious life is. And so when you take the delicious out of life, right. you take away people's will to live. Mm. Like, what is the point? Oh, we got to go into the heart because we, go, yes, we now we're we going into the heart. Let's go in. Okay. But before we go, I do want to say practical medicine yeah. around the sacral. And to me, you know, you can, the, the foods I use when I'm trying to ground my sacral, I always just go to the yam. Mm-hmm. That's me. The yam, mm-hmm. the orange squash, the orange carrot, oranges, like, mm-hmm. oranges big, just juicy orange because mm-hmm. it's an orange color. So those orange Orange, orange is the color of the sacral. Yes. It's but, also the element is water. Mm, the element is water. So those are that. But to me, beyond a food, beyond an herb, mm. beyond anything like that, movement. Yes. Movement. movement the, dance. Oh, he has been telling me to dance. That so dance, much. Y'all about to see me and Thea in a dance class. In a hip hop dance class. A we're beginner's be, hip hop dance class. We're about to be. No, for together. real. This is yes. starting. Yeah, because 
Waya kept telling me, you need to dance. And, and you need to know what it feels like to not know the next move and not know how to do something. And, mm-hmm. you know, we think a lot. We're very analytical. We, right. we, we, we give Shiva preference right. over Shakti, right? We give that higher chakra, those higher chakras preference over the mm-hmm. lower ones. And so she was like, no, you need to move and, and dance and not know what you're doing and, and enjoy the spontaneity and the newness and the I don't knowness of it all, right? The unpredictability. Yeah. Uh, even having like when your homies are all over or you're having dinner, like get up, have spontaneous yeah. dance party. Like it's really simple to me. Like put on belly dancing mm-hmm. or we twerk did it this lesson. Morning. Yeah, we did it this morning. Mm-hmm. Belly dancing or twerk lesson on YouTube mm-hmm. and just start to move yeah. your hips and get in control. Ask if you could ride. Yes. Whatever yes. you riding. Whatever you ride. Whatever you riding. Just get them hips moving. Get the hips moving. Hips like, don't lie. They don't. <laughs> hips don't lie. They don't they lie. Don't. But this is how we open up yes. this area. Like I was really Slow taught line. that. I was taught that by my first midwife, like who had so many children and then was like, took up belly dancing. Because mm-hmm. this is the way to really integrate it it awakens yes it awakens that that shakti that that energy and and it it's in you i mean and this is why i like working with silver and sex too is like mm-hmm. you know i i get i run into a lot of women in their 60s who are like i don't do that and i'm like oh no this is exactly what you need to do and you could do it well mm-hmm. you know and a lot of People are starting to find that water is also a healing element for that chakra. Mm. Going to the ocean, the sea salt, um, the movement, the ebb and flow of the ocean, Mm. that helps to relieve guilt. That Mm. helps to remove those blockages. So water is really good for removing. I think the orange is really good to open. And then to remove the blockages is water. Water is really helpful for that. Okay. Woo. Now that sacral was deep. I mean, we might have to do a part two. We might. That sacral don't ever stop. It don't. Can't stop, won't stop. We want to talk about the heart chakra. This is called All Heart Podcast. You know, it's called All Heart, these heart-centered conversations that we're having. But what we really wanted to do is do a lot of healing of the heart. That's one thing I told Thea. Like, Mm -hmm. there's so many brokenhearted people right Mm -hmm. now. Our Mm -hmm. culture, humanity is breaking. We're breaking our own hearts. Mm -hmm. Like, we're destroying the earth. Mm -hmm. We know, we all know the laundry list of everything that's fucked up, Mm -hmm. right? But we're not doing a lot of healing of that heart chakra, right? So the heart chakra, the central issue here is love and relationships. The color is green. Our goals are balance, compassion, self-acceptance, good relationships, compassionate, loving, self-loving, peaceful. We're here to love and be loved. Mm -hmm. That's what that heart chakra Mm -hmm. wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to add to that? Pink is also a color Mm. for the heart chakra. I tend to use pink. And just like experiencing love and green when healing the heart chakra. Mm. Um, in, in terms of like what stones I assign people or what colors I assign people to wear. Like the rose quartz. Mm-hmm. It's just like love in general, like being open to love. But but that but the deep heart healing mm-hmm. from, you know, you were going to go into it, like the blockage is grief yes. for the heart. That deep heart healing. And that could, you can grieve anything. There's so many things that we don't grieve that we should yeah. So many transitions that happen in a day, in a week, in a month that we just say, oh, that's just that. Yeah, we see that the block to the heart chakra is grief. And I think we've been clear that this is something that I'm kind of working through in real time, mm-hmm. right, on mm-hmm. this podcast, mm-hmm. like the last two months. And I was watching a show, Dead to Me, where, 
you know, I thought it might be kind of new, like a little too fresh and new for me to watch. But it's about two women who lose their husbands Mm. and meet at a grief group. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so they meet at a group where they're talking through their grief. And one of them is filled with rage and filled with anger and just is so incredibly cold. And it was really... I guess, good for me to see Mm. the process of that character really rage out. Um, I had a friend recently who told me when she lost her grandmother that raised her as well, that she felt robbed. Mm. And that language was so good for me, Mm -hmm, you know, like mm -hmm. this feeling of like, I know my heart feels broken Mm -hmm, right now. mm -hmm. I know that that's what feels that that's what that feels like. Like, Mm -hmm. I was definitely night before last crying for mm-hmm. 30 minutes straight at three in the morning, right? Just like heartbreaking guttural cries mm-hmm. like it just happened. But it's really that feeling of being robbed and being angry about it. Yeah. But believing so much in God mm-hmm. that I'm not angry at God. I have nowhere to put it. The anger. No. It's definitely one of the stages of grief. I have nowhere to put that that anger. I have nowhere to direct it. Right. So that has been like, it's funny. Cause when you were talking about that character, I thought about the, def- some of the deficient parts of the heart, if the heart is deficient. Mm. And one of them is lack of empathy, bitter, critical, isolated. Mm. Right. So I'm assuming the other character might embody the excessive codependent, poor boundaries. Yes, exactly. Yeah, possessive and jealous. Yes. This is these she, two women. She has completely poor boundaries. Like she's like, can I can I hug you? Like right when they meet, you know. I know, just she, like, I know she was like, uh, <laughs> what are you doing? She's like, she actually said no. And I was like, oh, okay. That's what it looks like to be a close hearted person. Like if someone ever asked me if they could hug me and I don't think I would ever say no. She was like, no. And I, that's dope too. Like that's, but all the way on the other end. So both of those characters are exhibiting that, the the uh, deficient is shy, lonely, isolated, lack of empathy, bitter, and critical. I want to talk about the heart chakra as it relates to us both being empathetic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that this this place, like what we're able to hold for people here mm-hmm. in our hearts and the work that we do, like I think it's really important, but it's also taxing, right? Like we're yeah. talking about... Yeah. How folks come up to us and talk to us and kind of lay down all their burdens down, you know, by the riverside. By the riverside, I was at the same place with my dad yesterday, and yeah. the nurse came and told me all all kinds of stuff. All the river, all the rivers, I could cry. She was Nigerian, so it was more like all the rivers I could cry. Yes, you do not know. Mm. Do not cry. Do not cry for your father. Mm. You do not know all the, the rivers I could cry. You know, I could cry rivers that would run through you this. You should. You should cry those rivers. <laughs> that, that would run from this room Fluidity. to the next room, you that know? Help your sacral. And so I wanted to kind of ask you what your journey has been to Oof. protecting that heart chakra. You know, I, so I did start off with learning boundaries. It's funny. We talked about the, the line of um, the current of liberation. Right. And I think going through that current, you start with the root and you work with the more physical world. So I had to set boundaries. I was just saying, I had to cut my hair mm. because symbolically I needed to look different to people to get a different response and then to like back that response up with like changing my language, changing like how I responded to people, be more direct, be less apologetic 
and things like that. Because that, I thought that is a really good point. I, you've seen me shave my head many times yeah. in life. That's when I decide to protect. That's one way I do protect myself. Yeah, I think that I thought being nice and open was the same thing as being loving, mm. um, and they're not. They're not the same because sometimes being direct and straightforward is way more loving than being nice and and kind and patronizing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I've learned that there's not specific attributes to loving. It just depends on what's needed at a given time and are you willing to do what's needed at the given time. Um, And so, but it's interesting because during that time, I, I would be more protective of my heart and I felt like the heart, I learned that the heart beats as often as it rests. Right. right? We have an so, episode. Yeah, about exactly. That. Mm-hmm. So it there's this there's this it has to take in as much as it gives out. And I wasn't receiving. And I wasn't open to receiving. And so I've actually come to a new place where I had to just it really I had to put people around me where I didn't have to constantly explain what my heart needed. Mm. Where there was a constant flow of receiving so that there could be a constant flow from me of giving. And I it didn't have to be so much of a a of, a, of a negotiation all the time because that was taxing. And now I think I'm in a place where I'm realizing something you told me years ago that I'm 100 times 100 times 100. So now I'm in a place where I'm realizing like you're actually a universe. So when, when, I'm, when I'm acting like, oh my God, this is really draining me, it's like, bitch, you're a universe. It's not that draining. <laughs> now, if you don't want to do it, that's, that's a desire issue. Right. That's not about your heart's capacity. That's about what you do or don't want to do. Because I believe the heart has the capacity for it all. It does. Yeah. And, but, but I was like, oh my heart, I just can't. But it was really like, bitch, you just don't want to hear that. Like you don't, and that's okay. Say that. That's where that throat comes in, right? Right. That's not something you want. And I was misconstrued a heart issue that was really a sacral issue. Do you ever feel that physical, like I feel sometimes a physical, I would call it, I've been writing about it, like it feels like someone's taking a spoon and kind of spooning out that Your part. Heart. Yeah. That to me is the feeling of grief. That to mm. me is the feeling of heartbreak when someone says something that hurts so deeply that we feel it mm-hmm. in that center place. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we feel it right there. The, the times we have no options, mm-hmm. you know, the, the survival, you know, the survival and fear stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's stuff that happens with my children where I'm sometimes like, ah, oh, like that hurts. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're hurting and it hurts me yeah. to hear you say that you're hurting. It hurts me. Like I can you know physically so feel that there. I had a moment with my girls yesterday and I'm thinking about you and I, and we, we can range in the over-emotional category. <laughs> yes. And I was thinking, like, something was happening with my one of my daughters. She was really emotional about it, and, you know, I was becoming emotional about it. And, you know, I was just trying to talk her through it and everything like that. And then when she left, I still felt it, and I was kind of sitting with it. And then something hit me like, bitch, that didn't happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck are you doing right now? Like, your pain is my pain. Like, I get it, but it was like, bitch. But she's your that child. Happened. She is, but I was like, that's her experience, right? Like, I feel I'm, you. I'm, I'm, I'm acting like it happened to me, and I realized in some way I had decentralized her experience and you made, made it my own. And mm-hmm. I realized, that's ooh, real. that's, like, that's like the over-emotional part. I should have been like, you know, oh, you know, let me see what I can do to support or like, you know, let me say a prayer. And let, but 
what did, what good does it do her for me to be walking around like, ooh, I'm, I'm sad with oh, you. That's, that's like, real. I can I told her I I validated how she felt and I you know talked to her about strategies, but like that's what I'm there for. I'm not there to get to so caught up in her emotions to. that I can't help um, her function out of it. The the place where my empath bound knows no boundary <laughs> is with children, with mm-hmm, my children, mm-hmm. with children, mm-hmm. not just mine. It's so hard, but children, it's any so hard. child. Uh, basically under 18. You know, do you know what cured that of me? That What helped me with that with them kids? <laughs> when you're separated, um, you know, kids are kids. And so they'll tell you one thing, they'll tell the other person one thing. It's just what happens. Mm, you're and saying in, in a marriage. In a marriage or even like if you just are raising your kids separate. Like if, you know, you. if you're separated from the partner you had kids with. And so you can believe what you want to believe because it feel, it, fit, it fits your narrative of that person. Mm. And even if the kid's telling you, they may be telling you in an innocent way, mm. but you are cycling it through your experience with that person, right? Got it. And so you react and you feel a certain kind of way or your kids feel a certain kind of way and you're like, oh, I feel this way. And you get so revved up and you get ready to take action and you about to make a phone call and you about to send an email and da 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 and then them same nigglets <laughs> will come strolling in the room like, I love my mom. I love my dad. And you're like, five minutes ago, you act like this was the worst person in the world to you. And now here you are. I love it. And I realized I can't go up and down with that. Like, mm-hmm. that was my shit mixing with their shit. And also it was like, mm-hmm. it was just also like, they have their own relationship. Like, with everything. With life. With life. Kids have their own right. relationship. You will be mad at that thing. It's like when your friend gets back with somebody who's dirty, yeah, right? You and you you it. mad and they they done, they, they gone. They getting dicked down. Right. With, with somebody who going to trash them again. <laughs> but why are you more emotional about it than them? I, I'm not. No, but you didn't say like it's, <laughs> oh, the, yeah. it's the same no, thing with the kids. I, I totally feel that. Yeah, it's the same thing with the kids. Because if I could bit. apply that, because right. I'm like, this y'all relationship. Listen, they burned me a couple times. No, <laughs> they burned me a couple times, and I was like, then I then I pull back, and I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, what well, you know, that's 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 such and such. That's what you're gonna do. Y'all should work that out. Because I used to get, and I'm sure that I'm sure my ex got up in arms about stuff that they, you know. And then mm. I realized like we're both acting all the energy that's like not. Mm. Not not based on or rooted in anything we that's said called or that, that's codependency. That's what it we're talking is, about. Which yeah. let me just put this on the record. Okay, let me just say breaking up with people, separating from people, especially if there's kids involved, it's like it's like divorce and separation, just paperwork. You mm. still find yourself in the same codependent cycle. Mm. It's even harder now. Sometimes because there's not a there's not a love connection, right? So now you're just dealing with the shit you don't like, like you know, and that's really Ooh. really hard to navigate through and not not do it in a codependent way. So part of my thing with that was just like really having to be honest. Like, do you actually like this person? And maybe they don't like you, and we don't like maybe we don't like each other like as people, and that's okay. And that's gonna have to be okay. That was that's how I can break the codependent loop, right? Because the codependency says, you have to be friends. You mm-hmm. have to like each other. Maybe I'm not your cup of tea, though. Maybe I mean, not everyone is, is. Maybe faking it isn't right. That's rough. This is some real shit we didn't think we was going to get into today. I see your eyes. <laughs> I, see your I eyes, mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking that that's really true. Like, not everybody's going to be your cup of tea. 
I think when you're moving from a heart space, I move through the world from a heart space. Mm-hmm. I think it's really clear, you know, and sometimes I have to look at something and say, you know, I spoke on it last last week. Like, it's not that same energy. Mm-hmm. And me learning like, oh, you're not as into me as I am to you. Mm-hmm. This is just a basic, like, no-me thing since birth. I'm really into you. But I'm not just really into one person. Which one is that? The over <laughs> obsessive attachment. <laughs> obsessive attachment. I'm really, and I, I'm really into a few people, mm-hmm. like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- those are the people that are just, just like my soulmates, mm-hmm. right? Like, but I'm really into my peoples. Mm-hmm. I'm really into you. Yeah. You know, I'm really into you, Thea. I'm yeah. really into the people that are in my life. Yeah. And realizing, like, Oh, like this is an attachment mm. that's not going both ways. Like it's really simple, like really simple language. Like, oh, you're you're just not that into me like I am into you. Like I'm really passionate about you, mm-hmm. passionate about your well-being. Right, I'm going to remember right, the dates that are important right. to you. I'm going to remember the, t- the, the day your mother died. I'm going to re- mm-hmm. like that's. That to me is love, yeah. right? And this is the scent, the, the heart with that heart rules, right? But I have to realize often the love I'm giving is not the love I'm getting. And that's okay. My partner freed me from this particular mm-hmm. thing a long time ago. He said, you can't expect like the vessel you're pouring into is not going to always be the vessel pouring right back. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get poured into. Yeah. That same energy you're putting out, it's going to come back to you, but you can't expect it to come back from the person you're giving it to. So once I realize that, like, oh, it's only a realization. Oh, I'm just way more invested in this. Yeah. Let me be a true Taurus. Yeah. And dry this shit up. Yeah. We can dry because the earth. I was say, the earth don't need to be fertile. I feel like because old Noni and Theo were people pleasers. Yeah. And you know... I, I live by the book of your partner. It's another person whose words I do not question. But for I feel like in this part of my life, I'm like, hey, equal, equal measure. I think because for so long I it ran deficit. I feel you. And it's up for me. It don't need to be equal. Yeah. If I know what yeah. it is, then I can act accordingly. I agree. I can but invest. I, but but I'll invest my put it like this. I agree. But it's like I only have so many of those. I consider those pro bono cases. <laughs> Those motherfuckers Yo, I'm done, I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> I take listen, you can't run a practice with a whole bunch of pro bono cases. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna keep the doors open. You got to have folks who actually have the funds to get your services. So I'll take a couple pro bono cases, but I don't take as many as I used to. I'll tell you that much. Bring some shit to the table, please. Show me what you got. Because I don't take on a million you know, pro bono you know Bitch, I did pro bono work. I I worked in nonprofits. I work, listen. Oh, listen. For like saw, 15 years. My, my smile just, you said just nonprofit. My smile dried up. You I said feel non-profit. like I have done pro bono. For, I made a career of it. Show we, me what you got, little now mama. Now I'm like, listen, hey, I'll take like one or two of those, max. I'm trying to even think right now if I got any pro bono cases. There's just so many jewels. Like, even when people aren't pouring into you like you're pouring into them, there's so many jewels they have to give you. Even if a person is a narcissist. They're giving you jewels from above. I, sure. I promise. Like to me, I'm like, okay, as long as I know what I'm working with, but how do I we can know? Act, I can act accordingly. Yes, but here's the thing. Sometimes, like, 
even sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it know. takes a while to figure it out. Yeah. And I'm like, and, and, and I'm just here and for if, the journey. And I'm here for the journey. Yeah, but so. you're, but a person like you who's passionate, who gives so much. Oh, yeah. Right. I ain't got six years to find out. Use a I, something. I feel like I do because I feel like I'm infinite. You so are infinite. I'm not tripping. But you know, the fire sign to me is like, fuck that. <laughs> like, I'm, the fire sign to me is like, if I know you ain't about shit, I got, I'm not going to. I got plenty of time. Mm-mm, cast not pearls before swine. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to move on to some practical medicine. <laughs> for the I would heart. say I'm much happier and freer in my for sure. circle, in my, in my life. When I look at who's in my life. It's the cream has rose to the top, and that's not based on. That's not based on like, because you know I. I you also have to remember I work in the mental health field. Right. Like I work, so I feel like that's a lot. That's a that's lot. A lot already. I need that's people like, around me who already. like they the, they value friendship and relationship with me the the way I do. I get it because I work with people who are working from a lower level of of awareness sometimes of insight right and you take a lot of shit in there a different one for sure yeah yeah Yeah. you take a lot of shit so i want to talk about practical medicine for the heart chakra so um probably in about three months thea is going to get on her instagram and tell you that um the hoodie told you (laughs) told her to drink cacao No, i know for sure who told me this i even got it at home cacao and reishi so there's this thing that I make usually during the holidays, but usually it's when I need more heart support. And it's a drink where it's reishi mushroom. You get the strips of reishi. You can get these strips of reishi from like any really great organic herbal place. Wild Mountain or oh, what's it called? Mountain Rose Herbs. They mm-hmm. have this. Mm-hmm. Mountain Rose Herbs. You can order online. It's not cheap. I'm sorry. But you're going to have to go ahead and get one kind of small strip. That's like a small container, a small bag of reishi mushroom. You take the reishi mushroom, you boil it overnight, like maybe in like a um, an Instapot or a Crock-Pot or something like that. And then once it's all done, you add cacao, raw cacao to it. And then you sweeten it to taste. You can sweeten it with honey. That would probably be your best bet. Mm-hmm. Or maple syrup, really great maple syrup, you know. In this drink, it's hot chocolate, basically, mm-hmm. but it's hot chocolate that heals your heart, mm-hmm. you know. Like, mm-hmm. that's basically what it's for. Mm-hmm. And reishi is the medicine for the heart. Like, mm-hmm. in Chinese medicine and traditional Chinese medicine, reishi is really about just healing that heart center, that heart that's the center of all of your other organs, right? Like, just like it's the center of our chakras, like it's also doing physical work for Mm -hmm. us to keep us alive. Mm -hmm. And so that heart, this is my favorite medicine. Mm -hmm. You want to just get real simple? Go get some chocolate that's dark. Yeah. Dark chocolate. And Mm -hmm. like cacao is doing the same thing for you. Yeah. Drinking cacao in the morning you're going to have natural caffeine, right? So you're going to have that natural boost, but also you're going to be nourishing and tonifying your heart Mm -hmm. with the cacao. Like Mm -hmm. raw cacao is your best friend if you're in heartbreak, if you're Mm -hmm. in heart stress, if you're dealing with that kind of... For me, I use reishi and cacao together when I'm in those anxious moments. There's Mm -hmm. lots of other herbs that can be used, Mm -hmm. but that feels good and it tastes good. I love chocolate. Like I didn't mm-hmm. use I didn't used to love chocolate. Mm-hmm. But I probably didn't need it. Right. 
And the older that I've become, the more that I've needed more chocolate mm. and cacao in my life. Chocolate as the form of cacao. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the one really practical thing that I wanted to say. You can find you can find it at your local grocery store. That's a health food store. You can find some version of reishi yeah. in a tincture or something. Some version of raw cacao. You can find it on Amazon. You can yeah. find all of these things anywhere you shop for natural foods. Yeah, and also um, this is another um, the this chakra is air. Mm. So it's about breathing and really about understanding the rhythm of breathing, the in and the out. Um, So remember, the heart chakra unites the lower and higher chakras. And when I'm feeling out of balance, you would think sometimes to rush to, like if you're feeling out of balance in a lower chakra, to rush to a higher chakra. But I always start at the heart Mm -hmm. and I start with breath because I really don't want to be too high or too low. I want to be centered. And so the heart reminds you of that. So breath work is really, really good for healing the heart because it reminds you that there has to be an ebb and flow to your heart balance. Um, I do a lot of forgiveness work with people around the heart. Grief actually brings up a lot of forgiveness work. Um, A lot of things that need to be let go of, a lot of things old thoughts or beliefs or ways of viewing the world or everything. It just brings up a lot of transition. How light is a beautiful stone. It's not green. Green, I would do green opal for the heart. I love green opal for the heart. Um, and then like you said, rose quartz. I like um, green aventurine too. Green aventurine is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but I like, uh, green opal does a really, it's, it's, it's not a clear stone. It's a very thick stone. Mm. And so it does that deep, deep heart healing. Um, and you can use, um, you can go to see Yemaya. You can go to the ocean. You know, Yemaya is over our healing, um, tears or salt water, mm-hmm. right? Like, so you think about all the things that come from saline, um, mm-hmm. and you think of Yemaya. And so forgiveness work is really good. Transition work. I was saying that how light is good because of the grieving part and transition. I gave you how light. You did. Yeah, I gave you how light. And so how light brings your guides around to support you during times of transition. It's a white stone with like a grayish ripple that runs through it. It's really beautiful. It's one of my favorite and it's very, very gentle. Um, if you're if there's self-love issues with the heart, then um, Unikite, mm. which I love, has green and pink. And so it does both, you know, and so that's a great stone to use as well. I want to say like with a lot of, I've been going, you know, through a season, like we've been discussing, not just with losing my grandma, it's like everything, Mm -hmm. right? It just happens to be a really rough season. And one day I just got up and I just sat next to my bed and started meditating and doing just deep pranayamic breathing. Yeah. Like I'm really grateful that I learned a lot of breathing techniques in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. I would really recommend you just go, just Google Montauk Chia mm-hmm. and go to YouTube and there's like a thousand videos mm-hmm. or just pranayama breathing and learn some exercises. Hopefully when me and Thea start doing workshops, we yeah, can really sure. begin to do those things with folks live and in person because these are tools that are helping us live. And I felt like, you know, it took me to hit rock bottom to start meditating Mm -hmm. daily. Mm -hmm. It's something I've been, you know, always kind of, I don't want to, every day do I have time Mm -hmm. for this? Right now, I don't have time to not. Mm -hmm. 
if it means that I'm late, mm-hmm. if it means that mm-hmm. I'm standing someone up or they're waiting for me or the children aren't eating. Because I had a lot of excuses mm-hmm. of, well, I need to wake up early and this has to happen and this has to happen for me to have this time. Nope. Everyone mm-hmm. is climbing on me. Mm-hmm. Everyone is leaning on me. Everyone's talking to me and I'm not speaking back. Mm-hmm. I have my eyes closed. I have I have my whole I set my whole scene mm-hmm. so everyone knows the ritual is beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> so you mm-hmm. know this is about to happen yeah but I have to do that right now every day I have to breathe in and out for me to be sane and functional yep. and kind and compassionate mm-hmm. and to have that functioning heart right now yeah. I have to consciously breathe, breathe. in and breathe out breathe. and breathe mm-hmm. in and breathe out. And sometimes do holds, you know, breathe in for seven, hold for one, breathe out yeah. for seven, hold for one. Sometimes six and three, six and three, like yeah. these different things, you know, that I've learned over time have finally been like, you at the bottom right now. You have to do it. And the only way you're going to get up and be good is by really using the tool. And the first tool I was given was the ability to breathe. To breathe. And, you know, because we can't go through an episode without throwing in a little queen bee, um, homecoming open with the Toni Morrison quote, you know, if if I surrender to the air within me, I can write it. Mm. And I just think that's a beautiful, I've been sitting with that ever since. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. We're going to do our words from the heart. Um, I'm going to do affirmations from the heart. I am worthy of love. I am loving to myself and others. There's an infinite supply of love. I live in balance with others. I live in balance with myself, within myself. And I'm going to do affirmations for the sacral. I deserve pleasure in my life. I absorb information from my feelings. My sexuality is sacred. I embrace and celebrate my sexuality. I move easily and effortlessly. Life is pleasurable. Life Life is is delicious. You get me. You get me. I knew it was coming. Life is delicious. Delicious. Coming to take a bite. A Shopify near you. Yes. Because you know I'm a tourist. We on this t-shirt game. I told you about my other t-shirt. It is. Keep telling them. Do it for the pleasure, not for the gram. Life is delicious. We love y'all. We out. <laughs>